Welcome back to Calling the Dogs with Chansey and Chi. It's Chansey, he's Chi. How was the weekend, my man? How was Athens? Oh, man. Nothing better than a shutout. You know I love mm. defense. Yes. <laughs> the whole weekend was awesome, man. It was great. The whole thing was... The game, it was chilly. It was a little cold. But other than that, I mean, man, ha- had a hell of a time. Um, it's just kind of one of those uh, fall Saturdays that you, you want. And uh, especially y- you're looking forward to whenever it's August and it's, you know, 100 degrees outside. Um, but, man, it's uh, it was it was a perfect weekend. Had a great tailgate. And, uh, like I said, man, whenever you hold the, the other team. I, I may be old school. But whenever you hold the hold the other team to, to zero points, put that goose egg up on the scoreboard, uh, it's a pretty good game in my opinion. Well, I'm I'm very similar to you in that I love when our defense is humming, and uh, mm-hmm. especially to see that goal line stand at the end of the game that was uh, special. And uh, I love Pickens' touchdown catch; it was incredible. But to see that goal line standing for those guys to keep the uh, keep the stat rolling of zero rushing touchdowns, we're in November, <laughs> yeah, and we haven't had a rushing touchdown on us all season, uh, and I, it's just it's remarkable. It doesn't matter who you're playing, the fact that we have been able to make that happen, uh, and it was a it was a good post big Georgia Florida win. Uh, I, I felt like uh, kind of across the board. I think we're going to – I mean, obviously we're about to dive into the to the details here. But to come out of Jacksonville kind of on a high and uh, to really handle business down there. And uh, and I think even after we got done talking about it, it was kind of like one of those. It was just kind of a, a sigh of relief. Uh, but then you know you got a good defense in Missouri coming. Uh, and I thought, I thought we handled business pretty well. Uh, I mean, obviously we can – there's some things we can nitpick at and get after, but uh, for the most part, felt like we it, it would have been easy to kind of just kind of sleepwalk into this game, and I felt like we we didn't do that at all. Obviously, anytime you shut out an SEC team, uh, feeling feeling real good about that. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I mean, the defense. I mean, this this uh, doesn't have to be said, but the defense played phenomenally well and we saw a lot of different guys play play a lot of different positions and uh you know kind of i i think for the most part was the front seven dominated this game and you saw a guy man i i keep on talking about him jordan davis is kind of i think he's turning into my favorite favorite player i mean obviously favorite defensive player is what i'll say that boy's awesome i love him I think it's hilarious that he's he's just a is a jolly fella, you know. He's just a big old boy who dominates, kicks ass, and then walks to the sideline. And man, you probably saw this. I didn't see this until I rewatched the game, obviously. But man, when he went, he got a tackle for a loss in one of the plays. Goes, they pull him off of the sideline. I think we ended up making a punt. And he walks over there, and they're focusing on him and talking about him. The commentators are talking about him. Then they show him one time, and he's, like, chewing on something. <laughs> and they're trying to figure out what he's chewing on. And he's sitting there chomping on some Swedish fish. <laughs> <laughs> they're just kind of feeding them to him. <laughs> I was like, I was like, is that the secret? <laughs> I thought that was the funniest thing. I was sitting here by myself last night. I was just re-watching part of the game, and I was like, that is the funniest thing. I just bust out laughing. But, 
that 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 boy, he plays really well. I'm, I I'll say, I said it before. I'll say it again. I think he's the key to this defense. Whenever he's not in there, it changes everything. You know, he takes up two blockers. He's he's the guy who's going to disrupt up the middle, uh, and and he's going to throw those. So, for instance, like whenever you got a stretch play, like a stretch run play, you know, he's the guy that's going to be able to push that runner back further into the backfield so that the, so that the linebackers, even then, he doesn't even have to have a direct effect on it except for, you know, linebackers are going to be able to kind of strafe around and be able to make that play. So, he's a disruption no matter what way you look at it, and I love it. So, that guy, I mean, he's, like I said, key, key to our defense, but... Uh, across the board, front seven, defensive tackles. Tyler Clark has really turned it on here lately. I mean, we've seen more of Tyler Clark than we have Devontae White, which I did, like, coming in the season, I did not think was going to be the deal. Uh, Malik Herring is playing incredibly well. Aziz is still getting that pressure off the edge. I mean, everybody's starting to take notice, man. Whenever you don't allow a rushing touchdown through November, and then you're uh, giving up an average of 10 points, 10 plus, 10.7 or something like that, a game, they're going to take notice, man. We're, we're starting to get looked at nationally. And I'll be honest with you, I think that's the exact reason why we got put in the top four of the college football playoff rankings this week. Well, I, I, I mean, it has to be because, I mean, our offense is doing a little bit of that, but our defense is playing just – Lights out. Secondary really had a good game on on uh, on Saturday. Uh, guys breaking up passes, and uh, obviously LeCount had a had a big pick. Uh, he remembered where his hands were. <laughs> he found his hands. <laughs> <laughs> he made a play, uh, and, and just they were playing with an energy uh, that that just gets that gives me some uh, gets me excited going into this weekend. Uh, that that I think we've got to have, and, uh, and they're they're just I mean, they're playing lights out across the board, man. I mean, it, it was we smothered them, and obviously <laughs> you, you don't have Kelly Bryant, you don't have, and, and so that everybody's going to throw that at us, and it's like that's I mean you can throw that at us if you want to, but I'll be real honest, Kelly Bryant wasn't going to be able to do a whole lot better with the pressure that they were getting. I mean, are those pockets were. There, there weren't, weren't scenes. For, there was a couple of times that uh, uh, Kelly Bryant could have made a play out of that. Mm-hmm. But um, and obviously when he plays, that changes everything. But we smothered him. I mean, we 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 made easy work of that offensive line, in, in my opinion. And um and, and it was it was it was fun to watch. Well, for a team that prides itself in running the football, I mean, similar to how we do, prides itself on running the football and also playing really good defense. Um, you know, I, I I give them credit. Like, well, they forced four straight field goals against us. And I mean, well, I, I don't want to say four straight because they forced a, a few punts in between those field goals. So they played some good defense against us. I mean, we and we gave you know, here's the deal. I we stalled out in the red zone probably three, two or three times. Um, the worst one was whenever Richie. Found his hands, <laughs> and and caught that football, returned it. Uh, what what were you, did we start that drive on like the fifteen yard line? And I think that was the same drive we we threw one ball to the end zone and then got penalties, got backed up, and before you knew it, we were. I don't even know if we attempted the field goal. I mean, we we may have. I think we did. I think we did. Uh, that was the one where we got a delay game and then ended up throwing the ball and and getting a you know five yards on it and then kicked a field goal, but. 
you know, at the end of the day, um, we got to capitalize on those kind of things. I mean, whenever we're essentially dominating a team to the point where maybe that game should have been a 38-0, maybe a 41-0, and I'm not the one to nitpick that kind of stuff. Like I said, I'm, I'm kind of old school. You know, give me a shutout. We won the ball game 27-0. Uh, I'll take that. I'll take that every day. But when you sit back and realize, you know, there, there were small things that we could have done better that we just did not harp on. I, I, I don't know. I don't know if it's going to be like an, a, a problem that we persi- that persists throughout the rest of the season or if it's something that we were, you know, not putting too much into this game because we knew Kelly Bryant wasn't going to play and then we were playing Auburn the next week. You never know. These kids are like – we always talk about that 18 to 22 year old kids or most of the time 21, you know, they're pretty emotional things like Auburn coming up next weekend. And you got a guy like George Pickens who was committed to Auburn for two years uh, and then decommitted and then committed to us uh, right before signing day. Uh, things like that affect them. They just do. <laughs> and uh, you just got to be focused and, and go in and take care of business. Well, and I think we have to, we have to do it because, I agree. We, we shut them out. It's twenty-seven to nothing. But you you look at that. We had um, two diff, two consecutive drives. Uh, it was after that. So the the drive before that interception, we put we we had uh, negative four yards on that on that drive. Mm. Get the interception down an interception into the red zone. We have negative thirteen yards. Yeah. And then get a and kick a field goal. And so it, it's like. It's we're about to get into a level of play where we we're not going to get many of those opportunities. Hell like no. I'm, not I'll be real, hair. Oh my god! Like we're not going to get opportunities to go stall out and expect to win the game. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're going to have to go down there and we're going to have to we're going to score. I mean, we're going we're going into the teeth of a, of a of a great defense. And, and, and Mizzou has a defense, and, and it's I mean, they're a team that's kind of been all over the place. They're five and. And five and four now, and um, and so had a really weird season, but I mean they have a good defense, and uh, and I mean like I said we still put up twenty seven on them, where where we really should have had uh, more points in my opinion as well, um, but it was it was kind of like offensively, I liked the play calling a lot more. Uh, I felt I didn't feel. I felt very similar to the play calling as I did against Florida, and I thought it was very similar. We, we definitely were mixing it up, and uh, but the execution was just slightly off to me. Like it just didn't seem clean. Like how we were running some yeah. of those plays. Uh, receivers are still not. I guess guys are just playing, just sticking man to us, and, we're, and our guys are not getting well, open we... on us. This is this is one point that I was gonna make. We we threw a lot of balls, a, one, a lot of one on one balls. I mean, mm-hmm. and and from from threw a lot of one on ones to Pickens and Cager, and heck, pretty much every. I mean, they were all contested. I, I I don't remember a ball that was just completely wide open. We called it. I mean, the Pickens Pickens first touchdown. You know, he was wide open in the middle, but he still had to cut through the two uh, deep safeties to get in the end zone. So. I felt like most of the ones, I mean, I don't want to say there were 50-50 balls. It's not like they were, like, you know, jumping up, trying to catch it and see who see who comes down with it. But they were, every single one of them was a one-on-one. Or most of them were one-on-one contested footballs. Yeah. So, 
just a different idea. I mean, Fromm was like 45% on the day, and I don't think he had a bad day. Normally, if I see 45% from a quarterback, even Fromm, I'm like, oh, that's terrible. <laughs> yeah. But but I, I really, like watching him I like throughout the game, I was like, I never really thought like, oh, he's playing like he did against South Carolina or against LSU or against uh, Auburn last year. But he's not going to do that against Auburn this year. <laughs> no, no. So, I, and that that was my that that was I, I felt the same way because he he was hitting some beautiful balls and a couple drops like Cager had that one drop, yeah, and it was like right between his hands and I mean and then they end up running that I think was it the same exact play later, uh, I, or I don't know it was a very similar route and he hit him he hit him on that or Cager caught it on that on that route the the next time, uh, so there was a couple of those and um and a couple of like. That one to Eli, uh, uh, Eli, uh, Eli Wolf in the end oh, zone. He, he missed that one. From missed that one. He no underthrew him on that one, and it's like yeah. that was still gonna, that was still going to be a tough ball either way. But you got to throw him open on that one. Yeah. And, uh, and well, he and he couple, had room right there. I mean, that was that was the one. That's one thing I was going to bring up. That was the one pass where I was like, that's completely on From. It's yeah. I mean, it's tough. I get it, but that's you got to make those throws. Right. Well, and. And, and and like I said, we're we're getting to the point now. We're about to walk into one of the toughest em- environments in, uh, in in college football. And, and late in the year, uh, Auburn's got Auburn's got stuff to. Pr- People haven't really been talking about Auburn because of Alabama and LSU. And, mm. and so we're about to walk into a big. And obviously, we're about to get to all that. But we've got to be ready for that. We've got to be able to. Uh, we've got to be able to execute on those 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 plays because um, we're not going to get many opportunities. Uh, yeah, you you got to get and in Jordan Hare, you got to get points whenever you can get them, no doubt. Well, and and and, and like I said, we'll, we'll we'll get to them and and, and everything. But the, we just we didn't do that against Mizzou. I mean, and and I saw it too on that Pickens when that touchdown they called back. I saw it too. I was sitting at home, and I don't know if you could see it from where you're at, but when that, the, I think it was Warner or somebody went in motion and came off the line. I was like, "Oh, Pickens didn't step up." <laughs> and you saw he, it before I, I saw it because oh, yeah. because he didn't because he didn't move, and then after the play was going, I didn't see the flag, and then realized he just the the ref just kind of dropped it like where he was standing, but it was like. Pickens didn't Pickens didn't step up because and then I'm like oh we got it and then I was like son of a they they saw it <laughs> <laughs> they saw it <laughs> but I just I, it was I mean it was one of those things because you obviously anytime a guy goes in motion you can have a guy step up to the, yeah. to the line and, and I just didn't see him do it obviously that's a freshman mistake and um but it's little things like that that man we cannot have <laughs> we cannot have uh going into this weekend so no definitely not uh speaking of pickens though uh man two touchdowns his first multi-touchdown game of, the, of his young career and then you also got uh on top of that he should have had three touchdowns obviously that one being you know the call back um but i also was uh looking at uh this is the first first time that georgia has had three shutouts in a season since 1981 it's a pretty good year uh I believe we well we played in the Sugar Bowl that year, which was technically the national championship. Uh, Penn State ended up winning that ball game, and uh, I think they were crowned the champions that year. But uh, it's obviously it's a it's a different feat 
whenever you do it these days. I mean, there's a lot of teams back in, you know, 30, 30 plus years ago that uh, didn't put up near the, the amount of points that we do. And, and, and honestly, like pretty much any team in the country can score points these days. Um, so it's a little bit different story, but all in all, it's great feat. Two of the three came against SEC opponents. So even though Kentucky and Missouri, neither one of them had their starting quarterback, but it is what it is. I, I did want to say, I, I know you, uh, saw that, uh, text that I sent on over the group me. Um, it was, uh, about that last defensive stand and how Monty Rice came around that corner and made that big tackle. Then we had a couple big, uh, you know, plays in, in, in the passing game or passing defense and, that's the kind of stuff that you love to see because we were giving up some chunks yardage right beforehand. We were giving up 10, 15 yards. And, um, man, whenever you batten down the hatches on the five-yard line in and you stop them from getting in that end zone, and you, you take pride in it too. I mean, Kirby didn't want them to do it. They didn't want to do it. He started – so the commentators were talking about it. We had, I think, after the first down uh, when we yeah, – I think they got like a yard or something like that on first down. We ended up putting – more starters back in saying hey sure as hell not about to let them in right now and man i was i i was most proud of that i thought pickens the pickens uh game was really good and 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 how he played was was i mean man it was tremendous but man that defensive front and and just a whole thing the whole defense just played really well yeah D- defense was phenomenal and uh and one of the things i wanted to get at with pickens when when i first started watching the game uh, kind of early on, earlier on in the year, you could see Pickens' frustration when Fromm wasn't going to him, mm-hmm. and he wasn't giving him targets. In the first part of this game, Pickens wasn't making his catches, and it, it wasn't kind of working out for him. And you could see him kind of getting humbled a little bit. Yeah, and he was kind of he was like, "Okay, you, you're getting your chances. You got to you got to make it happen." I mean, a couple of them were just, I mean, very tough 50-50 balls, if you will. But I, I made the note. I'm like, "All right, man, like." You're getting your chances now. You got to go make plays, and then, then the boy started to make plays. I mean, he he played really really well, and uh, he, he's one of those guys. We, we fortunately we needed to get him kind of unleashed before going into this weekend with all the 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 thoughts that are going to be swirling around that. And, and so getting him getting him to taste some blood and taste that end zone and, mm-hmm. and try to and try to try to be a guy that we're going to need. We're going to have to. He's gonna have to learn how to get some separation. He's gonna have to learn how to how to make those plays, and um, I'm I'm pumped about it, man. That he uh, he I I don't know. I mean, they're gonna lock him down this weekend, but um, I, I still think he's gonna have a few uh, standout catches for sure. Well, we're gonna get into it here in a second, but uh, the fact that Cager is supposedly healthy and gonna be gonna be good to go this weekend is huge. So. You know, we're starting to see both him and him and Cager kind of step up and become the the go-to guys for this this offense in the passing game, and so I'm not. I I think Pickens Pickens being young and having that energy and wanting to prove himself against a team who has. I mean, these guys are going to talk trash, like you said. Uh, there's going to be like their entire team is going to be talking to Pickens the whole time, and you know, there's times where. That can negatively effective guy. Uh, I mean, it makes me think about 2012 whenever Florida was talking to Malcolm Mitchell, and Malcolm Mitchell was a talker, and you knew that. But then, you know, he gets in trouble, has a personal foul, 
you know, uh, I remember Rick pulled him out and like was giving him an earful and then put him back in and then he goes and goes and gets that like 50 yard touchdown reception. That's the kind of stuff we need that energy. We don't necessarily need to be getting personal fouls, but we need that energy because we're going to need some moxie going into that game because it's going to be loud, man. Jordan Harris, no, that's no joke. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing what Pickens does. And, I mean, Chansey, let's be honest. I mean, sitting back and watching that that catch, it's got to rank up there in the top ten greatest catches. I mean, just purely object- objective standpoint, how he caught that ball and got a, got a foot down, incredible absolutely remarkable i'm not saying top 10 in like ever but top 10 in uga history potentially <laughs> yeah 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 i know i'm i'm, I'm with you that I, I, I sent you somebody made a cool graphic that of was the, awesome uh, of the aj of the of the aj green uh catch um the terry catch and then pickens and it was like all of them catching the same ball yeah and uh it, it was it was pretty awesome and now i'm with you it was special man uh that's just a, and then that's just pure instinct, pure talent. Mm-hmm. Just, and he's he's a freshman, yeah. <laughs> and that's 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 what gets me pumped up because now it's like okay, now he's starting to get into his own, and, and the guy is going to be a a force uh, moving forward, which is which is which is super exciting. And that's and that's why you recruit the way that you do. That's why Kirby is so good at what he does. Excuse me, and. You know, whenever you sent out that graphic, I was like, oh, well, you know, it's funny that, like, the graphic was A.J. Green, him, and Terry Godwin, uh, Pickens and Terry Godwin, and I was like, man, you know, it'd be funny, it'd be cool if they did, like, receivers that caught balls in that end zone right there, in that corner, and the only one that I can remember, uh, like, vividly was Sean Bailey against Auburn. The blackout game, 2007. Sean Bailey called a ball in the end zone. Yeah, I think he had a couple touchdowns in that end zone. <laughs> yeah, he did. Um, and then also in that same corner, I think about the other play that I think about is uh, that was the same corner that Ty Gurley dove against Kentucky, dove over and in, into the end zone. So, um, but anyway, uh, we could we could reminisce all day. Uh, well, I wanted I did want to ask you this. So, yeah, your your thoughts on play calling this past Saturday and how that and how you think that's going to move in going into this weekend. I think we didn't show a lot of stuff this weekend uh, on purpose. And that's that's just a gut feeling. Uh, I have no other reason to think that, but what we did against Florida, we did not do the same stuff against against Missouri. We did not attack the middle of the field. We did some similar things like we did that quick pitch and I made some notes on here how we actually pulled some guards this time around. It was crazy. I was like, holy crap. <laughs> I remember take, I, I was watching it. I was like so pumped. I was like, man, we pulled a guard. And everybody's like looking at me like in the section like, what the hell is this guy talking about? Um, and whenever I, I mean, our, our offensive philosophy right now is changing a little bit. We're starting to realize that we're not going to be able to just bully everybody up front. I still cannot figure out how we can't do that. The biggest, not only the biggest line in the in the history of Georgia football, but we also have, I mean, some five boys across the front of the line that can should be able to maul everybody in front of them. So, you know, to me, it, it has to be something to do with like our zone blocking scheme. You know, we're getting a lot of one on ones blocking. Um, so, 
it was a little bit different than Florida. I felt like we attacked the, the sides of the field again a lot. And like you, I mean, you made note of this, Cager, you know, we threw a lot of balls to Cager and Pickens on the sideline. A lot of a lot of back shoulder, uh, back shoulder throws, and we threw a lot of uh, 50-50 balls. And so what it boils down to is how creative are we, are we really going to be against Auburn? I really do think that we kind of held a few things up our sleeve because we knew Kelly Bryant was not going to play had some faith in our defense, but um, I think it's going to be a little bit more wide open. I mean, whenever we played Florida, I felt like we spread the ball all across the field. I mean, if you looked at a graphic where we, you know, where did we put the ball, um, you know, percentage-wise on each third of the field, I felt like it was very even. In in the Missouri game, I felt like it was large majority was on the outside edges. So, um, I'm looking forward to seeing what we can do on the inside. I mean, we're going to have to get the ball out quick, and we can get more into that whenever we cover Auburn here in a second. Um, do you have any last thoughts on the Missouri game? Well, I, I do want to say I uh, don't think we've talked about the offensive line enough. Uh, offensive line, really, especially at center when Hill goes down, Cade steps into that uh, spot mm-hmm. um, and and has the one errant snap and, and from – from gets on top of it, and I mean you, you have to kind of, and you don't expect that, but you have to, kind of bank on something like that happening, and yeah. uh, but K did K did a great job and kind of thrown into that position, and then even he went down, um, and and so just even when the shuffle of guys Ben Cleveland stepped up and uh, he he threw some guys around, I mean I felt like we were starting to get off offensive line wise, we were starting to get some guys that were starting to make some moves and, and and play a little more aggressive to me. I thought that the line was playing pretty aggressive. Uh, and, and so I'm, I'm – it sounds like from a, a uh, from a injury standpoint, we're going to be okay there. Uh, but it was it, – it was it was kind of one of those <laughs> – we've been kind of clean all season in terms of injuries. And then guys just start – dropping like flies yeah and just like god bless <laughs> like my heart's yeah, just like getting ripped out of my chest <laughs> I'm like well, not against center, mizzou not against position mizzou. is like that's the one that i mean i don't want to say you you can spare some guys because you don't want to lose anybody in the offensive line but the center position of all i mean that's a specialty position you have to be able to snap the football and uh, I don't know how many guys we've worked out of the, about that position. I, I think if it came down to it, we'd probably have the long snapper in there. <laughs> but, uh, I, I, you know, whenever you get to your third center, uh, that's not good. So, anyway, um, you know, I, I agree. I think that the readiness to play and how Cade Mays, I mean, I, 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 I'm telling you, I almost felt like we looked better whenever Cade was in there. I know yeah. he, had the one, he had the one errant snap. Uh, by the way, on that errant snap, there was a guy that, I mean, Fromm like went and jumped on it, and he was starting to get up, and the guy pushed him in the head while he was on the ground. He like kneed him in the face almost. Oh my gosh! How did how was that not how was that not flagged? I I yelled expletives when that happened. <laughs> I've seen I've seen titty bumps that were flagged over more than that. Yeah, golly, it was, it was ridiculous, and and and, and kind of a. Uh, Along the same lines of, of the offensive line, uh, Swift and Harrion ran the ball so freaking hard this game. I mean, I'm talking about blood, sweat, and tear yards. Earned. Yes. I mean, just the entire game played so freaking tough. And I want 
it, if history serves us correct, Swift's going to have a big weekend. And, and I just – I want him to be pissed off going in, and I feel like he will be pissed off going into this weekend because um, he, he and, and Harry and both – there was that one uh, that one run from Harry and where they – he just goes up the middle and is just carrying guys with him, and you just see the line just start pushing him and get that first down. And so I think Ben just grabs a guy and throws him to the ground at one point. <laughs> well, that was uh, – I, dude, that was one of my favorite plays because I, if it's one I'm thinking about, like, yeah, they're carrying him to the first um, first down. And Cade Mays, like, has blocked a guy and then gets back up and realizes that Harrion's still pushing and goes and absolutely destroys. <laughs> it was awesome. It was like, that's assault, brother. And – and he just destroys this guy and looks over him. It was one of my favorite plays of the game just simply because of that. Because Cade, Cade had been kind of falling off a little bit. I feel like he was not having that intensity. He was missing assignments. And then, man, he just needed his swagger back. That's all he needed. <laughs> just trying to get his swagger back. <laughs> well, yeah, it was, uh, it, it, it was, it was awesome. So uh, now I wanted to make sure we covered that because yeah. um, that was a, that was a key to this game. And, uh, keeping it together and, and keeping those those uh, those drives going, so had cool. to make sure we gave the, the offensive line, and that was uh, that was some Sam Pittman coming out in yeah. uh, in that. So um, kudos to that man. Them boys is good. All right, let's uh, run through a quick injury report. We kind of mentioned all three of these guys, uh, but the three main guys that got injured in that game, Trey Hill went down. Apparently he was at practice this week. He's going to be okay. Cade Mays is the same way. I think he actually could have gone back in, or maybe he did go back in in the game. Uh, But Cade's going to be okay. Cager re-aggravated his uh, shoulder injury, but apparently he's going to be back and has been practicing this week. So all in all, man, uh, just – Play it safe with those fellas, and uh, we'll be good to go. I, I'm happy to hear that they're all going to be fine. And, uh, you know, I know that Cade – I think Cade may have played a little bit better in that center position, but, man, Trey Hills, he's an anchor in that uh, offensive line too, so uh, we can't do without him. Um, quick dog news. Uh, one, we moved up the to number four in the college football playoff rankings. Uh, and then also uh, you probably saw today – uh, the Georgia Board of Regents and the University of Georgia Athletic Association approved a $80 million, million, $80 million football facility addition. Uh, that's a lot of money. Uh, we're going to be adding a new weight room, a new locker room, meeting rooms, offices, sports medicine rooms, you name it. It's all going to be in this thing, which is going to be interesting to see because uh, apparently we've been having to kind of shuttle, shuffle everybody in and out for the uh, – for. Uh, workouts in the in the weight room because it's so small and now it's going to be you know as big as alabama's which is massive uh and then also jake Fromm is a semi-finalist for the jason wooden man of the year award which goes to somebody who's the leader on and off the field (laughs) (laughs) i'd never heard of it until i saw that (laughs) Uh, and then dan lanning was also nominated for uh, the Broyles award which is uh goes to the nation's top assistant coach uh, so that's pretty pretty good deal, and uh, I mean, well deserved nomination on Dan Lanning's part. Whenever you go uh, nine game or how many games? Nine games? Eight games? Nine games? T- Ten games? Twenty games? <laughs> nine games? Uh, nine games without giving up a rushing touchdown and averaging ten points, giving up a game. So good for Dan Lanning. What are uh, so what are your what are your thoughts on the the number four spot? <sighs> Sorry, I just used up a. 
hard to breathe. Uh, <laughs> you covered a lot of ground there. <laughs> yeah, I just figured we just needed to run through that so we didn't waste too much time. Uh, what what am, what'd you ask? <laughs> what are my thoughts on the, the rankings? Um, I was surprised whenever... So I watched it live whenever they revealed the top four, and I was surprised. I literally said Alabama right before the G popped up, and I was pumped. <laughs> so... Uh, I it doesn't matter. It, it does. It just doesn't matter. There's so many people who are like, oh, we need to cheer for Notre Dame. Oh, why is why is South Carolina looking like crap? They're losing to App State. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Win every ball game from here on out, and you're in. Lose a single ball game, and we're out. Period. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it's SEC championship. We're not gonna go in. No team is gonna make it the CFP with two losses and um, especially not whenever you have a team like Alabama on the outside looking in so I mean if if we so say we went to the the championship and beat LSU and they had one loss uh, but we lost to a team like before that you know Alabama's going to vault in there and hell LSU'd probably get a better chance of getting in there than we do even after losing the SEC championship so I'm just just win everything (laughs) yeah well and I wanted to make sure we covered that because I, I'm in the same boat. I, I think there's some a there's some uh, cover your butt stuff going on here with the playoff too because mm-hmm. they know that if we lose we're out yeah. and so immediately we fall out. But if we but if we win out we're in and, and so we'd have to beat LSU and so that that kind of protects them from a Bama from a Bama jumping us. Because we would have to win out, kind of thing. Right. I mean, I don't think it's a big conspiracy, but I think it gives them, if the way that they need it to work out, it's gonna that kind of helps them make their case a little further on down the road. But like I said, I honestly didn't even look. I didn't even watch it because to me, it it doesn't matter to me because we have to. Like I said, it doesn't. It, we have to win, and so that that kind of gives us that gives us clarity and that gives us focus. Yeah. We don't have to. We don't have to worry about. What do what have we done, or what are we? Who's going to have to look good? Who's going to have to do what? And it's like, nope, we got to beat Auburn, we got to beat A and M, we got to beat Tech, and we got to beat LSU, and then then we're in. Yeah, and it's it's I'm so tired of. I mean, let's be honest. You know, five plus years ago, it was a different story. We were looking for ways for us to back into a. a well, I mean, you know, back then it was the BCS, so it was a little bit different. And when a lot of the rankings, I mean college football is very different from most every other honestly most every other sport period i mean part of it's beauty beauty pageant i mean you have to look good you have to beat the right teams you have to lose well which is stupid you're still losing <laughs> uh but like i think the college football playoff committee has made it a little bit different now you know they're looking at this alabama lsu game it's like well uh georgia has a terrible loss against south carolina at home Alabama has a good loss against LSU, the number one team in the country, or I guess number two at the time. But and then, but then they look at Alabama's body of work. It's like, well, who else have they beaten? It's like, eh, not really anybody. I mean, their best win beside that is uh, Texas and M. Um, and our best wins are Florida and, and and Notre Dame. You know, two top twenty-five teams. So, um, I think. I think it's just obviously everything's boding well for us, you know, that we have a full committee that's, you know, that's they're committed to, to you know, figuring out who's the best team. Um, and uh, thank God 
Thank God at least we have a 14 playoff. I think it's eventually going to move to an 18, though. Yeah. So, anyway, I just wanted to make sure we had our thoughts out there on that. But uh, now I'm ready to move move on. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, last week's games, we already talked about LSU uh, beating Alabama in Birmingham. Not Birmingham? Oh, my gosh. Tuscaloosa. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, in Tuscaloosa. Awesome. You know, we I think we both watched a decent amount of that game, and 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 it was actually a fantastic game. Alabama started to come back at the end, uh, but there just wasn't simply was not enough time left. I mean, I you know back in the day, would you have ever thought that an Alabama LSU game was going to be a what was it forty six to forty one game? I mean, my goodness gracious, uh, the past I think the past three games have been like less than thirty points total, something like that, um, and one of them. Not too long ago, it was a ten to zero ball game. So uh, these teams are completely different than the Alabamas and the LSU's that we that we grew up. And I hope and pray that they just realize that this Georgia defense is uh, is legit. And by they, I mean college football playoff committee. You know that they realize that we actually have a legit defense over here. Um, other than that, Minnesota beat Penn State, which helped us to vault up to number four. And, um, and man, that team looks pretty good. I, they're not getting a lot of respect, and they may get beat by Iowa this weekend. Uh, and then also Oklahoma. Did you catch any of that Oklahoma game? Is It was kind of no, later. No, because um, I, didn't, I didn't watch any of it because I saw the gap at one point. I watched mm-hmm. the entire Penn State-Minnesota game. I'm pretty sure we – did we both call that? I think we both called. Did, did you make that game of the week? Yeah, yeah. I, I picked yeah. Minnesota. I think yeah, we both. I think we did. We did. I pick Minnesota. Yeah, yeah. I think so. I think, so. I think, we I think we're all. Yeah, hey, we were. We were all. Well, we said Gophers. <laughs> Go <laughs> Gophers. Golden Gophers. And uh, that game was very fun to watch. It was lit. It was. It was awesome. It was awesome. Um, and then, but no, I did not watch the Oklahoma game because I saw there was like a twenty point gap, and I was like, okay, I guess Oklahoma's gonna gonna run away run away with it. But Iowa State came back. And uh, so what? Was, so it was the guy. It was a just a very blatant pass interference, wasn't it? On that two point conversion, it was like at the very end of the game. It was like some kind of. It, I think that they they were, they could have kicked the uh, extra point and tied up, but then there was like a bad pass interference call or something on the two point conversion or lack of a pass interference call or something like that. Are you talking that, about the Oklahoma game? Yeah. Uh, I think I think they just missed it. I can't exactly remember. But <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, they could have tied it up at 42. And uh, I, I, I do remember that it was kind of one of those games that they gave him a chance late in the ball game, And uh, Iowa State just – that Brock Purdy guy. I mean, Iowa State, I think everybody anticipated them being, you know, having a better, better record than they do right now. But um, it was it was a hell of a game late in the game. Uh, I just didn't know – I didn't know if you called much of it. I can't remember a whole lot. <laughs> But I just do I do remember that it was just late, man. I was just tired. Um, but uh, I do remember that it was a heck of a ball game. Um, Chancy, I've got a special treat for our listeners. This is the down <laughs> the Deep South's oldest rivalry trivia via Chi Briner. Um, Chancy, I, I I I know I told you this beforehand, but I uh, figured I'd pose these questions to you as a surprise because I figured it'd be funner that way, and uh, we're gonna go into it. I've got a written note. I greatly do appreciate this. <laughs> you're you're <laughs> welcome. You're welcome. All right, Chancy, we got five questions for you. 
Which team? All right, so they're going to go from – they're basically easiest to, to hardest, okay? Good. Uh, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so which team owns the all-time record? Between us two? Yeah. It's like what? Is our, or 59? Like we, we own it. It's like 59 and 56 or something like that? That's – that. A plus on your first question there, Chance. <laughs> A plus. It's 59, 56, and 8. And the dogs have won seven out of the last ten. We've dominated this series over the past decade. Love to see it. Number two, Chance. Herschel and Herschel Walker, that is. I don't know if you know the guy. And Bo something. Uh, played against each other for one game. What year was that game played? Mm. 82. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah. Correct answer there, Chance. <laughs> Uh, we have we have a winner on a question two. It was 1982. That was uh, Bo's freshman year and Herschel's last year, last of his three years, which he accumulated like what 5,500 yards, and Bo only had like what 4,000 in in four years, so 4,300 something like that. Uh, so anyway, it's not. Even but who's comparable. counting? Uh, anyway, not even comparable. Uh, so this weekend will be the 124th meeting between the two teams. This is question three, by the way. Uh, what year was the first meeting between the two? And the 124th is only to help you out a little bit. There's been some years where we've, well, a few years ago we played twice, for instance, you know, in the Auburn uh, in the SEC championship and the normal game in the regular season. But uh, what year did we first meet Auburn? Oh God, because I feel like. The World War Two have something to do with it. <laughs> I think was uh, it. Are those the years it was, that we it missed? It was way before World War Two. Well, I'm saying that World War Two was like when it messed up some of the games. Oh and yeah, stuff. yeah, because everybody did, was drafted. Everybody also, was like, World War One. All the World Wars. <laughs> they're they're definitely more important than the football teams. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say, and I'm just gonna do. I'm just gonna spitball it here i'm just gonna say uh i'm trying to do this quick math uh 1891 your first miss by by an inch my friend 1892 (laughs) forgot about there wasn't a third world war (laughs) (laughs) so oh man this is fun we're gonna do this every week um God, I'm not gonna be able to sleep tonight. <laughs> so this, so this is this is when the last two questions are tough. Uh, so this is known the Georgia Auburn rivalry is known as the Deep South's oldest rivalry. The South's oldest rivalry is played between two other teams that are in within Southern states. What are those two teams? Oh God! And you got to think it's not the Deep South. You know, you know what the deep south is, right? It's us. You live in the deep of the deep south. You live in pretty much Florida. But no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> what two uh, teams play in the South Soldiers rivalry? Oh man, and I you can't give me a hint on one because I'd probably give it away. Well, my hint was that they're north of us. <laughs> <laughs> it's two. Okay, here's my here's the second hint. Uh, there are two ACC teams. Oh, okay. Hmm. Uh, two ACC teams. Oh, I have 
absolutely no idea. Uh, v- Just pick two. V- Virginia, Virginia Tech. Wow. Does it? You get. I'll give you half a point for that one. I'll give you <laughs> half a point. So you've gotten two and a half on this, uh, and that's fifty percent. So that's good enough. <laughs> uh, Virginia, uh, North Carolina. Virgi- Virginia, North Carolina. I'm going to give you the full point yeah. because you got uh, you got it on the second try. We got three out of the five. That's a that's a winning score. Virginia and North Carolina is the South's oldest rivalry. Uh, last question is so 2012, as we highlighted on our Instagram account. 2012 is the last year of a shutout in this series. 38 to nothing on the planes. Gotta love that shit. Uh, sorry. <laughs> didn't, mean to, didn't mean to say that. Um, what year was the last shutout before then? Before 2012 in this series? Ooh. If you give this one, I'll give you $100. <laughs> Don't you look this up on your computer. No, I'm not. You can see my hands. Uh, hmm. I'm just going to say, man, there's no way it's been, no way it's been super recent. Nah. So I'm going to say 74. If you had gotten it, I would have legit given you $20, not $100. But you... <laughs> Man, I almost want to give you points for that one. 1976. Son you were of- off for two years. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Oh, Let's get into the 124th edition of the Deep South's oldest rivalry, one of the greatest rivalries in the sport of college football. Does it get much better than this, Chansey? The Plains, we're going to kick their ass over there. What's your what's your, what's your your initial take here? Um, I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also to answer my own question is it gets better whenever it's in sanford stadium not oh, yeah, place, right, but exactly. i do love beating them over there yes i agree i agree uh obviously this being a top 10 matchup um people like i said i, I said this earlier people haven't been talking about auburn man um lsu and and, and bama have overshadowed them uh and obviously the lead up to the game last weekend and Auburn loses to Florida and loses to LSU. I mean, they had a close one with LSU. Uh, kept LSU to, what was it, 24 points or something like that? Um, 23, yeah. 23 points and uh, with an offense that's been humming. Um, the, the the line has been steady. At, is it still at three? I know it had been kind of – is it – yeah, so you it's it. it's been wavering. It's it's at three right now. It's been wavering between two and a half and three. And um, what scares me is this is the exact same line that we had before um, we played them in 2017. Yeah, which scares me. It, it was either three or three and a half somewhere around there. Um, this is uh, it's a different offense. I mean, I think Bo Nix, in my opinion. Bo Nix is still he's still playing right now. I think earlier in the season he was playing like he's a sophomore or junior. Now he's playing more like he is a true freshman. We're starting to see teams that are taking advantage of him and are and attacking him behind the line of scrimmage. It's going to be harder to do in their own stadium, but right now we're seeing a lot more of Bo Nix being frustrated in the pocket and making irrational uh, irrational decisions. Um, and so I'm looking forward to seeing him make those against us. Well, and I think our defense is now our defense is is 
on the rise. I mean, yeah. our, our defense is starting to figure out we're, we're, our, our front seven. We have kind of identified our front seven, who those yeah. core guys are in terms of uh, – obviously it's more than seven, but we know who our starters are and we know the guys that are going to be able to go make a play and, and have an impact, and, and, and guys are really defining their roles. Our defensive backs um, are have, have kind of started making plays this past weekend. I, I think we're – we have a defense that is set up to give Bo Nix a hell of a day. I mean, just in terms of just giving him giving him hell all day long. I mean, and, and I think we'll 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 try to get after him. Obviously, they're going to run the ball. I mean, they're they're um, second in the in the SEC and running the ball uh, in, in terms of yards, and um, so they're going to try to do that. Obviously, as we just spent however many minutes we did talking about how we've kept uh haven't let anybody score a rushing touchdown on us. I yeah. feel good about our ability to to stifle that run to the point that Bo is going to have to throw the ball. And if we can get him to throw the ball, I like our chances if it gets to that point. Um he's a scrappy guy. I mean and playing at home is gonna have a big that that will help him out. That's gonna help your freshman quarterback in, in those kinds of situations. Um but I I think our defense is set up to be to to keep us in this ball game, uh, and, and so I feel I feel good about our defense going. I don't expect, um, I don't expect twenty seventeen from that perspective, unless for some reason we can't get off the field, on or if we can't or if we can't if we can't stay on the field on offense and, and create some drives. That's that's when to me that breaks down, and their ability to run the ball is gonna gonna have an impact there. I think the biggest difference in this game, and I'm I'm just going to call this right now, I'm not a predictor of scores, but I will say I think the biggest difference in this game is going to be the offensive line. Uh, I just checked. They've given up 13 sacks on the year on Bo Nix, and we've given up five. Um, our passing, our pass blocking is incredible. Knock on, knock on wood on your end, Chancey. Um, our our pass blocking has been incredible. Um, our run blocking has been. I, I still think I think we're progressing. It was almost like we we kind of plateaued at some point, like probably three or so week uh, uh, weeks ago, three or so games ago, uh, and then we started to get a little bit better and a little bit better. We're getting more outside, and we're you know using different ways or different you know methods to get the ball outside. Um, you know those quick pitches. Uh, those quick pitches are, are working really well, and those I mean we we did a damn toss sweep the other day. Uh, <laughs> I, you, you love to see it. So I, when I sit back and look at the differences that we can make in this game, uh, the, I think the number one position that jumps out to me is offensive line. I, and we talked about it earlier. They don't really have a standout running back, but they do spread the ball around in in, in the backfield. And I didn't know this, but you pointed out that they're number two in in the SEC in rushing. So I mean they they're not going to that's how they're going to attack us and that's how Gus Malzahn has always done his game. But man, he's one of those tricky guys. Gus, I I hate that he's making plays now. I, I hate that he's calling the plays now because he's one of those guys that just has always has that trick under his sleeve or up his sleeve against us. Uh the the, the thing that gives me the most confidence in this game is I mean I know he 
they destroyed us in 2017, but Kirby's got a pretty good record against Gus. You know, obviously that's going back to his Alabama days, but he's got a pretty good bead on Gus Malzahn as far as his coaching and his philosophy and his strategy. Well, and and the only thing I'll say against that is you look at some of those games and Auburn put up points on those games. They they scored to to stay in some of those games, and uh, but fortunately they don't have the the style quarterback that they were that they were that got those points, um, and and it wasn't a freshman either uh, in those situations. But I I think we'll be prepared, and, and it's you're right, Gus. He always pulls some kind of trick out there and it's like if you can and he's always going to have more than one and it's like if you can get past that first one whether it be that fake punt or that end around like that double reverse that he does i mean whatever the thing that he he will do to 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 throw you off um if you can get past that first one that that deflates the sales um that you get the crowd out of the game you get the you kind of put the offense on their heels just like we had this big gun and if they miss that's when you got them. That's when gotta, you jump on gotta, them. Got to put them behind the line. Yes. Because, I mean, if you force them into a situation where they have to pass and we bring more than four, if we bring five in, in a passing situation on the third down and we have six guys covering the back, I, I feel very confident in that situation. I think Bo Nix, this is a game where I could – I mean, this is – they have a bye weekend, you know, coming into this game, which for t- some teams that works out really well. For other teams, it doesn't. But in this situation, I don't think it's going to make that much of a difference. And in fact, for us, I think we do better playing without that amount of time to sit and think about a game. Um, but I think that Bo Nix, Bo Nix is going to be a difference in this game as far as whether he plays well or not. I mean, if Bo Nix, I mean, if I mean, simply put, if your quarterback falls apart, then you're probably not going to score as many points. And I don't think they're going to be able to run the ball on us as, as effectively. I mean, what Auburn does really well is, is, is to get their rushers out in space. And a guy who's been unsung this whole year, and, I mean, we've talked about him on here, but Tay Crowder, uh, he's truly starting to turn into one of my favorite players. And I know he's kind of one of those guys that, like, has been – got put in that position and nobody expected a whole lot of them and that's one reason why I like him but then the other reason is he's actually been one of our best defensive players all year. Monty Rice again, I I mean I was not very high on him coming into the year cuz I thought he was a little slow and sure enough Monty's turned into a powerhouse and he's been racking up the tackles. He's he's is him and Tay are sure-handed as linebackers as yeah. People think that middle linebackers are meant to be the playmakers on defense. They're not. They're meant to be the stoppers on de- defense. They're meant to be – they're the second line of defense. And it's just – I mean, that's why they're called linebackers. <laughs> but they're the second line of defense. So they're supposed to be like, hey, they're, if the running back gets to them, they should be down, you know. And so the outside linebackers, the defensive ends, those are the guys that are really going to be making the first play of action on the defense. Uh, but, man, Monty and Tay have been playing as well as you can ask your middle linebackers to play. So uh, I'm really hoping that they can kind of stay after these guys and be able to, to stretch down the line of scrimmage and make that tackle on the outside whenever – because they're going to push it outside. They're not going to try to run up the middle that much. Yeah, well, and and, and we've got the guys that can that can make that happen. I mean, we've got the guys that can, that can stretch. And you're talking about Jordan. Jordan's got to have a heck of a day. My I man. man. <laughs> Swedish fish. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so I, I'm, 
I'm with you. They, they've got to. We've got to be on our p's and q's. We, we've got to be able. We can't be can't be missing assignments. Um, and and because like I say, our our secondary, I, I feel confident in those guys handling whatever Bo Nix is going to throw at us. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I we haven't fade. I mean, Florida was probably the best. I mean, it was the best passing attack that we that we faced. And um and I felt like we, we handled those guys pretty well, uh so yeah I mean the, I mean they I mean until until the second half they really did not spread the ball around to anybody but Kyle Pitts I mean yeah zero 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 worry about I mean the passing game for Auburn I I don't even know I mean do you know any of their receivers <laughs> I don't know if they do. <laughs> I really don't know many of them. I mean, yeah, that Schwartz guy, I've heard of him before. Uh, I, Seth Williams is their leading receiver, but I, the only one I've really heard of is Schwartz. I mean, uh, well, they don't, they, they don't, don't, they don't, they don't try the, to pass the ball. They don't, yeah. they don't throw the ball. And, and it's no. really, it's really how they mix up the, it's really how they mix up the, uh, the run game and, and, and like I say, stretching the, stretching the, the uh, stretching plays out and trying to get guys in some open space. But we've got more speed on defense than, most of anybody they've played. I mean, we've we're 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 fast, and I think more we're more athletic kind of across the board. Um, whereas for them, their defensive line is just a giant wall. It's just a giant wall of human. Our guys are a little more athletic and can move into trying and stopping those those kind of stretch plays. Like like I say, like we did against Mizzou. I mean, they we smothered them. Um, I, I don't. I obviously don't think this is Mizzou. Uh, this is a little different than that, uh, just a tad. And uh, but I'm I'm, I'm excited. Uh, I think or, uh, from a defensive perspective. Now, when you start to look at the other side of the ball, that's where it's like, okay, we have we have we have work to do. Yeah. No so doubt. For, I, for I I go ahead. Well, I was going to say for 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 us, kind of talking about their their. What everybody's talking about with them is that is that off is that defensive line? You know, is, it, is it Derek? Is it uh, Derek Brown? Is yeah. that their their big guy? Their their, oh, yeah. their mammoth of a of a man. Um, uh, they they've got some some big guys up front and and they're gonna they're gonna stack the box. They're gonna keep us from running the ball. They're gonna make Fromm throw it. And uh, and, and so we've got to do something. I'm 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 hoping. Your assessment of our play calling was right, and that we're we're going to have some, and obviously we are. We're going to have some more wrinkles in how we're going to get the ball, but we have got to get it into Swift's hands, and we have got to get him into open field. We were not able to do that this past weekend. I don't know if that was, like I say, we weren't trying to do something, but DeAndre Swift has has uh the the last couple of times he's played Auburn, he's put it to him. And uh, and I I need that this weekend. I, I need me some Swift this weekend to be able to make up some plays. But I we we've got to get him into some like I say doing some some quick tosses and and just give the man the ball and let him go make a play. Yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing an eighty yarder uh, from Mister Swift. Mm. Tell you that right now. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be a game of of space. It's gonna be we're gonna have to see what guys we can get where and how we can how we can move them down the field it's not going to be i mean i think swift is going to have a game i think he's going to start to have a game but i i don't see him breaking out in this game i think he'll have a touchdown uh at the very least uh, you know on, on a goal line situation but i could also see harry and making a big difference in this game like he did against florida and so i, I also could see a guy like 
so I mean we we're talking about Pickens, we're talking about Cager. I could see a guy like Dominique Blaylock bust out in this game. That's <laughs> you. you. It was way louder than I thought it was gonna be. Me too. <laughs> it was, I had a lot of anticipation on my side. <laughs> so anyway, I could totally see a guy like Dominique Blaylock, you know, having a having a game here and, and he's he's gonna be my sleeper pick for you know off, offensive production. Uh, but man, I mean, you know, we saw different things in the Missouri game. You know, also we had uh, Demetrius Robertson on the end round, you know, come out and hurdling Charlie Warner <laughs> and all that. Uh, and so I'm I'm looking forward to us. Like you said, I, I do think we're gonna add a little bit more, a little bit more flavor, a little bit more zest to our offensive playbook. Um, and I, I'm looking forward to you know us being able to move the ball down the field. But we're gonna lean our defense. This is gonna be a low scoring game. I mean, I, I think a lot of people are anticipating it being, you know, 40 points or less in this game. So, um, I'm just, you know, I, I like, almost want to just go ahead and buy tickets right now, but they're pretty damn expensive. <laughs> uh, so, uh, we'll, if it gets low enough, I might I might go ahead and pull the trigger um, before Friday. But, uh, anyway, I, um, I don't know if you saw much of the Ole Miss game, but Auburn struggled against them. Then that was a couple of weeks ago because they just came off the bye. Bo Nix threw the ball like 44 times apparently. Uh, but also the highlight of that game from ESPN was uh, I don't know if you saw this, but uh, Derek Brown. Uh, so Big Cat Bryant, which we'll get to here in a second. Big Cat Bryant comes off the field, and Derek Brown realizes, oh hell, I'm supposed to be going on. And so he runs on the field just in time for them to throw a swing pass out to his direction. And Derek Brown comes off the sidelines, was on the field in time to not get the flag, comes off the sidelines and absolutely drills this Ole Miss running back or receiver or one of the two. Did you see that? <laughs> no, I didn't see that. Uh, you, need to, you need to look it up. It was just kind of one of the luckiest things. And they showed uh, – I didn't even know that Rich Rodriguez was the offensive coordinator for Ole Miss. But they show, showed Rich Rod – like right after the play, he's just like, "You gotta be kidding me!" <laughs> he's like, "I had that play drawn up so well, and then the guy comes off the sidelines and makes the dang tie." The defensive lineman. Yeah, and he looked. He was he was running around. I mean, Derek Brown's a specimen, man. The yeah. guy he he doesn't make sense. Uh, but he uh, yeah he was moving around like he was a dang defensive back over there, and just comes up and lays the lumber. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Derek Brown. I'm not gonna praise him too much. Let's uh, let's just beat beat his butt on uh, on Saturday. That's all I gotta say about that. Uh, you got any more thoughts on on Auburn? Well, real quick, do you want to tell everybody about Bryant Big Cat? <laughs> <laughs> so as we're as we're sitting here prepping for this, and we're uh, we're have you have to get your browser on to private so you don't get all these Auburn ads and stuff like that. <laughs> and you have to, you have to do all this stuff. And, um, we're, I'm looking at all this stuff and, and Chi, you're doing the same thing. And we just keep seeing, uh, number one, big cat Bryant. And it's just, and it, and then I'm, I keep looking around. I'm like, ah, ha, ha, his name's big cat. And then we just keep looking around and we're like, son of a bitch, this guy's name is big cat. <laughs> Is his government named Big Cat? <laughs> and uh, and, and we and it was just like, so right before we start here, we have to kind of go on the hunt. Is this guy's name Big Cat? 
<laughs> well, I mean, everybody knew that that was his nickname, and then obviously all the commentators call him Big Cat, and it's like, okay, well, that's all fun and and uh, you know, well, and all that, but uh, you know, his real name is Markavius, and I just was looking around. I was like, if you search Big Cat Brian, like on ESPN, his every profile on every like college football website, it's actually Big Cat Brian. In fact, on the Auburn University sports website, it's Big Cat Brian. So I don't know if he legally changed his name or not. Well, when you got when you got guys out here now, the coldest to ever do it, Johnson or whatever his name is. <laughs> like when you got when you got the when you got guys like that, honestly, at this point, nothing surprises me. Big Cat's pretty tame at that point. I was about to say that's pretty mild compared. <laughs> yeah, I forgot like, about that. Yeah, the coldest to ever do it. Go look it up. The, the coldest a, to ever do it. Yeah, he just he's going down to the Bayou Bengals. <laughs> oh um, man, so that, I forgot about that. Guy. So yeah, so there, there's 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 I'm still not 100 percent sold if that if his name's he might have got it changed. Who knows? But um, but yeah, just thought that was funny. That is but, a funny thing. But, uh, um, and but besides Big Cat, who is apparently his real name nowadays, um, besides Big Cat, they've got. Several other big players on defense. We already covered Derrick Brown. Uh, Marlon Davidson's their uh, leading soccer. He's got five and a half on the year. Um, and then also K.J. Britt's an outside linebacker that's been playing really well for them. Their front seven has been good. Who's the other guy? Tyrone Tru- Truesdale? Truesdale? Tr- Tr- yeah, or, yeah. Yeah. Something like something that. Something like that. <laughs> yeah. No, Jinx. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so they've got a good front seven. Everybody knows about that. Uh, I mean – Maybe potentially we can expose their their uh, defensive backfield. Uh, they're two defensive backs. Uh, I think one's a safety, one's a corner. Maybe they're both safeties, but they actually are, le- are leading the team in tackles. So it's just you know going to be an interesting matchup. I don't know. This is probably the least amount that I've known about Auburn going into an Auburn game. I feel like most of the time I've got a very good grip on who they have a running back, quarterback. You know, who's, you know, I mean, their front seven is always well known, but uh, I feel like, you know, normally it's just like a little bit more pronounced on the offensive side. And this time around, not so much. So uh, hopefully we can just score more points than they do. Uh, Chancey, you got any more, uh, you got any closing thoughts on on Auburn? Uh, I don't. I don't feel great, but I think uh, I think we've got what it takes to, to make it happen. I mean, I love our guys. Uh, this is just uh, – we just need our offense to step up. I mean, I know our defense will, and I, I'm excited to watch them them go play. But um, they're going to give us some opportunities on defense. Defense is going to pin them back a couple times, and we're going to get some sh- some punts with some short field. we got to capitalize. we got to capitalize on those opportunities. And if we can do that, I feel good about this game. So, that's yeah. that's, that's that's me. I, I feel about as good as, as as Vegas does for us right now. You know, I feel like maybe a three point ball game sounds pretty right. Um, we may not have mentioned this, but if the Dogs win this weekend, they clinch the SEC East, or if Florida loses this weekend, which is not well, they're playing Missouri at Missouri. So I mean, there's crazier things have happened. Go Tigers! Uh, go Tigers! <laughs> go Tigers! Um. <laughs> But anyway, so uh, man, be you know one obviously pull for the dogs to win against the Auburn Tigers, but also uh, pull for the other Tigers to beat uh, those Gators because they're I mean we always pull against the Gators. Um, and then anyway, um, man, I, I agree, I agree. I think that a lot of your assessment is correct. I think if we just kind of control this ball game, control the line of scrimmage, 
Uh, like I said, I think the offensive line is going to be the biggest deciding factor in this game. So I'm looking forward to us, you know, coming into this game with our heads on straight. I don't think it's going to be like last time we played there. I don't think we're going to. I mean, I felt like we were very distracted. That was the game, right? I don't know. I don't know if you remember this, but that was the game right after we were named the college football playoff number one, and then we lost the next week. So uh, that's the kind of stuff you just that kind of distraction you can't have. So. Um, Looking forward to it. Well, uh, Chancey, uh, I got three games of the week for you, uh, which is kind of the number that I'm going to stick to for the rest of the weekend or rest of the season. Um, but we got three ranked on ranked games. Pretty fun. Uh, number 23, Navy plays Notre Dame. Number 16 at Notre Dame. Notre Dame at the moment is favored by seven and a half. Who do you got there, Chance? Ooh, let's go to Navy. Yeah, I'm pulling for Navy too. Let's say this. Go America. In fact. <laughs> go America. Uh, the uh, Actually, that spread opened at 10 and is down to 7.5. Uh, so take Navy while you can. Gee, the big big Vegas guy. Big Vegas guy, big Vegas guy. Uh, at 4 o'clock, so that's that's a 2.30 game. This is actually a pretty good weekend of college football. I'm pretty pumped about it. Uh, so the 2.30 game is uh, Navy and Notre Dame, and then also at 4 o'clock we have Minnesota and Iowa, which we're going to be watching the Auburn game, so it's not that big of a deal. Uh, but Minnesota, number 8, is playing Iowa, number 20. Uh, Iowa's favored by 3. It's at Kinnick Stadium, I think is what it's called, in um, Iowa. Uh, who you got there, Chance? I'll go I'll go Iowa. I think they'll kind of upset the, the Minnesota run. I think that's kind of how Vegas is – I think Vegas is basically saying that I was going to win this football game. I'm going to go Minnesota just because, but I, I think it's the wrong side to be on. So, big Vegas guy. Uh, anyway, so the third ranked-on-ranked matchup uh, got a undefeated Baylor squad playing host. They're number 13. They're playing host to number 10, Oklahoma. At the moment, Oklahoma's favored by 10 points. Uh, it's in Waco. Chance, who you got there? Let's go. Let's go Baylor Bears. I'm just gonna let's just bears. Yeah, it's like, bear down. Isn't yeah, that what it's Bear down. Some, some, <laughs> something about a hand. Every um, every Texas team has some sort of hand signal that they do. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I'm gonna go Baylor Bears for uh, Mr. For Mr. Uh, Scott Buchanan. Shout out to the. Oh to, yeah. Pull, pull out the deep. Pull out the, the deep cut. That's right. The, <laughs> the the Buchanan Bears. Yes. There you go, Scott. I hope you listen to this, Davis. <laughs> t- tell Scott to listen to this. Uh so anyway, yeah, I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with you just because it's fun to pull for Baylor. They're undefeated. Oklahoma, the Big Twelve is out of it. Big Twelve, I, I, I completely think because Oklahoma lost, uh, and had a you know fairly bad loss, uh, I think Big Twelve is out of it. So it should be interesting, and I wouldn't be surprised if Texas makes it to the Big Twelve championship and beats Oklahoma. Uh, nope. Anyway, well that's all I got for the games of the week. Chance, what are your plans for the game? Uh, we will not be there, but, um, probably getting some of the family together, getting some, some family and friends down here, uh, should be a very nice weekend. Um, looking forward to the, the weather's finally gotten a little chilly. So, uh, it's getting that nice, uh, November weather. So, uh, looking forward to that and, uh, just probably do some grilling the, the usual, the usual football stuff, you know, how about yourself? Well, Nice, nice chilly November weather is like what ninety degrees for y'all down there yeah. in Valdosta. Y'all in, gonna get in the pool this weekend? In the swamp. <laughs> no, it, was, uh, it was cold as hell today. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's chilly everywhere. It's 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 cold everywhere, no doubt. 
Um, I'm a. Uh, we are. I think we're gonna stick around town. There's still a chance that me and uh, old Tyler Sanye, who I think three episodes in a row has gotten a shout out. Oh, oh me and old Sanye are still considering if the if the tickets get. I I told my wife earlier. I said if the tickets get below a hundred dollars for lower level tickets at some point, I might pull the trigger. So. There's it might on Friday. I'll let you. I'll text you on Friday if I end up going. Then I'll let you know. Uh, but otherwise, gonna be watching it. Um, yeah, probably at my brother's house on on Saturday in Athens. So, anyway, that's that's my plans. I'm sticking to it. Uh, Chance, is there is there anything else we need to add to to the pod? No. If anybody's still listening at this point, goodness gracious, this is one of the longer ones. This ranks up here in the top, I think. So. Uh, it's up there it's up there i think the longest one we did was an hour and 30 minutes you think we can just stall for like another 18 minutes (laughs) i may fall asleep (laughs) (laughs) all right you're right all right brother well hey go dogs and uh let's put it to them that was on top see ya (laughs) i love barking